Turbocharged or supercharged engines and intercoolers obviously go hand in hand, but there's a little bit to consider when it comes to choosing an intercooler. And we're here with Shannon from Plasma Man to talk a little bit about the different options. Welcome to High Performance Academy's Tuned In Field Report podcast series. In these special midweek episodes, we look back through our archives to find the best conversations we've had through years worth of attending the best automotive events across the globe. We've pulled the audio from these tech-filled interviews with some of the industry's most well-known figures and presented it in podcast format for you to enjoy as a quick hit of insider knowledge. One of the age-old debates in the world of intercooler selection is the debate between tube and fin versus bar and plate. Before we get into the pros and cons of each, could you just talk to us a little bit about what those terms actually mean in terms of the construction of the intercooler core? Okay, so tube and fin construction is basically going to consist of a hollow tube which the air will pass through. Uh, bar and plates will use a solid bar to exchange the heat. So. Now we know what the actual premise of those two cores is, or what, what, what goes into making them up, what are the differences in terms of their performance? Okay, so they both have pros and cons, um, depending on your application and what you're doing. Uh, tube and fins are very, very efficient, quite light, uh, and they're very, very uh, consistent, so they're very good at doing repeatable back-to-back -back exchanges. Uh, bar and plate, uh, very, very good at holding off heat soak for an initial period, uh, but once they have heat soak in them, it's quite hard to recover. Okay, so I think probably most people consider the intercooler's usefulness in terms of its ability to take the heat out of the intake charge and then dissipate it to the atmospheric air. Now, the tube and fin you're talking about is quite thin and it does a good job of that, whereas the bar and plate's got a little bit more thermal mass to it. It's a, it's a, a little bit more material in there. So that actually absorbs the heat initially into the, the, the aluminium material itself, correct? Yes, that's correct. So uh, they're also fused internally, so it's opposed to externally, so you actually lose flow path with them. So that's why you'll quite see a lot of very, very thick bar and plate cores, so you're getting more material to absorb, but you're also taking back or ga gaining back that flow path that you need. Talk to us about the weight of the bar and plate versus tube and fin. Significant difference there? Yeah, definitely a significant difference. Uh, say a 600 by 300 common size intercooler, you would probably see nearly four kilos of difference. Okay, that, that is a significant difference, but then it comes down to that thermal mass of the bar and plate, so the advantage there. Okay, so... Obviously, pros and cons in both ways though, when, how would you choose a, a particular style of core for an application? Uh, so we do usually ask the customer what the vehicles sort of aim to be doing. Uh, street driving, we prefer the tube and fin. Uh, we just find that you don't get quite get enough airflow across the core to get um, the exchange back or, or, or be consistent and, and repeatable with the bar and plates in, in normal street driving. So for the bar and plate, you really need high airflow to, to once it's thermally heat soaked, you need to that, that ambient airflow across the core in order to get the heat back out of the, the yeah. core? Yeah, that's correct. So um, I'd say like a, a drag, drag racing situation would be probably ideal for uh, most bar and plate sort of situations, um, but any sort of street car, circuit car, I'd definitely say to go tube and fin. Okay, so interesting. I was going to just talk about circuit or road racing. So even in that application where 
typically you're going to have relatively high airflow and high consistent speeds. Still a, a better solution there going tube and fin. Yeah, yeah. So yes, you are getting some airspeed across the core, but it is on boost a lot. So it is you're asking it to absorb constantly. Um, so yeah, it still just doesn't quite get enough time to sort of recover. Let's talk about sizing as well, and and I'm guessing there's a there's a bit that goes into choosing a, a an intercooler for an application. You mentioned the 600 by 300 by 76 or 80 mil core. It's a it's a very popular core for a lot of applications. Uh, when it comes to the ability to fit a bigger core, is bigger always better in terms of an intercooler? Uh, not necessarily. Um, we find again packaging is one thing. So you, I mean. It's physics. You're going to need a certain size core to do a certain size job. You just have to do it that way. But um, we find you're feeling more volume for no reason. You slow down your airspeed, which means that the vehicle's going to have uh, you know less throttle response. Um, I, I personally, I just try and size them right from the start. Um, but yeah, 600, 300 seems to be a very good number that works in a lot of vehicles, as you said. Now the other one, the other aspect I wanted to talk about is some of the intercoolers that we see come out of China, and obviously they're being produced at a price point. And their price point's been driven down and down and down. So there's a difference, a massive difference between what Plasmin would charge for a, a quality intercooler and some of the cheaper brands out of China. However, I've dyno tested a lot of these myself, and um, what we've found in some applications is that uh, the air temperatures through the roof, and they're really almost there for show and doing almost nothing. And what I found though, once I dug into that a little bit deeper, was um, some of the Chinese cores, not definitely not all of them, uh, the flow path through the internal structure of the intercooler has essentially no fins at all. So can you talk to us about that? What's that actually mean? Why are those fins internally important? Yeah, so you need to scrub the air in order to cool it. So you have to have a certain amount of fins per inch or a ratio that you need in order to, to slow that air down and give it time to actually exchange and cool um, before it can hit the intake. So typically a lot of these ones, are they don't have a lot of internal finning, as you mentioned. Um, so they're simply just passing air through, doing a very minimal exchange. So I just want to point that out because I know a lot of people purchasing products for their car rightly are concerned about the price and it's just so important to make sure you understand what you're buying because uh, the last thing I want is to see people going out there spending good money on a product that actually doesn't work and I mean personally on a couple of the cars that I've tested just simply changing to a, a the same size intercooler with that proper internal fin structure we've seen differences of 40, 50 kilowatts or, or more so it's really significant. Now those internal fins that we're just talking about though, I'm guessing there is a, a sweet spot for that because having those is obviously going to cause some uh, flow restriction as well. So with a, a well-designed intercooler, what sort of pressure difference can we expect to see between the compressor outlet side and the uh, inlet manifold side of the core? So it, that is a bit of a hard question to answer. It does have a lot of variables to it. Um, we actually have like supercharged specific cores as well for the reason that you were saying. They usually require about 30% more airflow than what a turbocharged car would. So if you put a turbocharged core on, say, like a, a Vortex sort of side mount supercharger, uh, you're going to get a tremendous pressure drop across the core because simply there's too much internal finning. You are slowing the air path down so much that it's putting back pressure on the supercharger. The supercharger then can't get the air out. It's then asking the engine to work harder to do that. 
and you get quite a large parasitic sort of loss. So we've actually seen 100 to 150 horsepower before on a couple of uh, like LS Procharge sort of style vehicles where we've simply just switched to a supercharged specific core. Uh, so it is very, very um, important that if someone does want to buy an intercooler, they choose the right one for the application with the right amount of internal finning. Do you want to take your car knowledge game to the next level? Join us in the next free lesson at hpacademy.com free and start developing your own skills today. Last element I wanted to talk about is the, the intakes. And uh, you know, the, there's different options uh, from fabricated sheet metal through to cast. And more recently, uh, we've seen that uh, billet has become a, an option. Uh, what's the, the sort of requirement around going to a billet in tank? Is this uh, only for those running massive boost pressure? Yeah, so usually it's to do with a very, very high boost pressure. Um, also, it's looks as well. I mean, people do want you know to have a look at and, and say look I've got a billet end tank um, but we do try and do a little bit of CFD in those as well just to improve the airflow distribution to the top of the core and just make it a little bit more efficient um, but yeah certainly it is a, it's a structural integrity thing as well. All right, great to get a little bit more insight into uh, the options that are available. And of course, if people do want to find out more about the Plasma Man intercooler range, where can they do so? Uh, so they can check us out at plasmaman.com on our website, uh, our Facebook page, and of course, our Instagram. Perfect. Thanks for the chat. No Thank you very much. If you enjoy this podcast, please feel free to leave us a review on whatever platform you've chosen to listen to it on. It goes a long way to helping us get the word out there. All these conversations and much more are also available in full on our High Performance Academy YouTube channel, so make sure you subscribe.